Welcome to True Health Live, your favorite public health podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and audio on your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in public health, then this is the space for you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to season three. That's so crazy, right? Season three of True Health Live. And we have a whole lot. I think I, I think I counted fifteen episodes. Yes, yes, we're we're making progress. <laughs> yeah, fifteen episodes, and then, you know we have it all planned out, like what we're going to do, um, and what we're going to talk about. Um, I am Deidre Selly. My community also calls me Yate. And I am Precious Stepney, also known as Yakira Eden, which I did not include in my my name caption here, but. Yeah, welcome. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is a, the, usually the time that we start. We had like a little bit of a late start last season. Um, so we got like half our shows in, but we're on time this time. So we can get in a whole lot of information, have a summer break, and then come back and give you guys some more. Right? Um, so we are, uh, unfortunately, one of our co-hosts could not join us this evening, but she will be with us when we come back. Our new time uh, is Tuesday, 8 p.m., every other Tuesday, 8 p.m., so make sure that you are in the space and ready, because we're going to be ready, and we're going to be talking and, and chopping it up no matter what. Um, if you can't make it, that's okay, because it's a podcast, and so you can catch the replay on YouTube or Facebook, or you can download us favorite podcast. So today, we are talking about black hair care. Where? What are you talking about? Um, and as always, feel free to chime in. I'm going to put the link in the chat for those of you who would like to join us live, or you can just continue to engage um, live in the chat on all of the three platforms where the video is streaming. So that's Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Um, peace and greetings to our guests on YouTube, um, on the radio, as well as top tier speakers. And I'm mm -hmm. going to move over page as well um, to say my greetings for you over there. So um, before we before we get into it, um, what I wanted to, to make sure that we got into first is like the history, right? What is the backstory to all of this? But even before that- <laughs> To all what of is, what? What are we even talking about? I hair know. care, right? Hair care, where? Where? Right? Hair care. Right. So like- what is care? What is care? Well, according to the Googles, care is the provision of what is necessary for health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of someone or something. It is also serious attention or consideration applied to do something correctly or avoid damage or risk. Mm -hmm. I got and what about you? So I think that's interesting when we consider what we're going to delve into, right? What part, mm -hmm. I mean, be, I know I know we're going to get into history, but I think that it is so easy for us to kind of go back and think about childhood and how our hair was cared for. And, and I would <laughs> venture to say that the average, right, if you were a 60s, 70s, even 80s baby, um, there was a hot comb. Were you, yeah. What did you say? You're 80? You're like, 
I said uh, I can either confirm or deny. That's what oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Yeah, I put like you know, like three, like the like yeah, we're gonna do the 70s, 60s, 70s, and eighties babies. Um, and I would say maybe the nineties, like they had the opportunity to really maybe maybe just celebrate that curl a bit more. Um, but even before we get into like the chemicals. What about the hot combs? What about the, you know, all that Dax grease and all that heavy, heavy stuff that we were putting on our hair? And and as you define what hair care is, and as we dig into the history of hair care, um, there wasn't a lot of care for us, nope. right? Mm-hmm. Or Or even concern for the welfare of our hair, other than mm-hmm. the optics. So I just want everybody to kind of like go back into the, yes. you know, go way back into the memory yes. and think about what care was for for, yes. for your hair. And if you did have yes. that wonderful experience where you got to, you know, explore whatever little natural, maybe even homemade products, then share that because I know that wasn't out, that wasn't my experience. And when I say ours, myself, my cousins, and my you know my <laughs> my blood relatives, that wasn't our experience. Right. We were hot combed down. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got those. Yeah. Burn right, burnt ears, like, <laughs> foreheads. If you if you went to listen, listen. Did you move? I didn't move. I didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Yet you were burnt. Yet you were yeah, burnt, right. and you were to blame. You were to blame. Right, <laughs> right, right. Singed off hair, like mm-hmm. all yeah, hair. things that were just not care, but. But but how foolish were we? Um, and 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 unfortunately, it is when I say we, like our mothers, grandmothers, you know, and us. Like how foolish were we to think that it was care, right? And I'm glad you brought up the hot comb because it actually goes a little bit into the history. Because when we think of hot comb, like what do who do we think of, right? Adam. Oh, Madam. Madam. I'm like he's Madam C.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. The first. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say billionaire, but I don't. I don't know. That I think it was million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was gonna give us give us a little boost. Put a B on it. Put a B on it. Right. Ask ask some more zeros. But first, um, she's considered the first uh black woman mm-hmm. who was a. I think she would say because they say self made millionaire, mm-hmm. and it was based off of hair care products. Before I go on, greetings, uh, Sovereign Eats. Greetings, uh, Imanaya. Um, even I says listening to your hair sizzle while running for the heat, <laughs> running mm-hmm. from the heat of the hot comb. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about honey skin? Let's talk about how they had the skin sizzling. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then some of us who like the, the age groups that you talked about earlier, like you know, I don't know that this generation, these new people, I don't know that they have that experience, but it would be interesting if, to hear. Um, because they do silk presses and stuff. I yeah, know, I was going to say it might be more flat iron than yeah. hot comb. Like, there's no putting a comb on the stove. The and, like, I think it's a different thing. But I, but I think ultimately, whatever that experience is, the fact that we were not most, I'll say most, um, we're not taught to truly value what we had, the texture, love and appreciate it, care for it, right? And maintain the welfare and integrity of it. Um, it's really like the 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 underbedding, if you will, of of everything we're discussing today. Like, had our narrative been, 
what you have is fantastic and beautiful and way better than what you could try to get by applying chemicals or using heat to really burn your hair into submission. Um, we may not even have this story. Say it again. And say it again for the people in the back. Yeah. Burn your Had we, that's right. Right. Then we would not have, yeah, if, if we did burn it into submission, if we, if we had gotten more of that reminder, that reminder to, to care for our hair, truly care for our hair. Um, we probably wouldn't need to have, oops, I just did something to my chair. Did you see that? We wouldn't need to have. Um, we wouldn't need to have this conversation. We probably would be talking about something else, but here we are. And so, you know, True Health Live is all about educating. Mm -hmm. And informing education. That's right. That's right. Not in that order. That's horrible. Yes, 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 yes. Peace, Master Manuel. Peace, top tier speakers. So um, we left off on the hot comb. And, and the reason why that is important is because the hot comb actually, that, um, I don't know if some of you remember, there was a specific shape to the hot comb. It had like a slight curve. Mm -hmm. And so the inventor of that hot comb is actually the inventor of the first hair straightener, mm -hmm. Mr. Garrett A. Morgan. And so he was um, a descendant of former slaves. Uh, who was born in Kentucky, moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, and then subsequently Cleveland. He was an inventor. He actually is the person who invented the early version of the gas mask, as well as something that we use every single day, for those of you who are drivers. So let me see. I want to know if like, you can guess like what it is. Isn't it? Oh, you do you want the chat? The chat. You I'll wait for the what? chat. I have my own no, guess. Oh, no. We should wait for the delay. <laughs> There ain't no you delay. Know. That's been disproved. Okay. okay. I'm looking at it in real time. <laughs> I know. I know. But I'm going with what I was told. It's the, there is no delay. The delay has been disproved. Okay. So everybody get your responses in quick. Okay, <laughs> I have well, my theory. She said red light. That's part of it. That's one third of it. Peace, Master Manalek. And, and top tier speaker said that she was not, she said she didn't experience, see, that's what I figured. She didn't experience the hot comb too much in her era. It was the box braids. Yeah. Well, that's another thing, like, right? Putting that yeah. synthetic hair, um, the box braids and the flat iron. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because what I, I learned some time ago, like with the synthetic hair, it's actually soaked in alkaline, some of it. And that's important because of the chemicals when we're talking about the hair care products right. specifically the straightener um it's important to know that alkali um or alkali uh which is right. lye is alkali mm -hmm. key ingredient in hair straighteners lye um, yes. got, got it the traffic light right yeah. so he's an inventor who you know created a lot of things that we actually use today and they're like really useful and not just here in the u.s but globally um, again, early version of the gas mask. They use gas masks for uh, a lot of different things. Well, warfare usually, but the gas mask is important, right? So um, he also had a sewing machine repair company um, where he also did um, clothing repair and, and women's clothing and men's clothing. 
and specifically when it comes to the sewing machine um, to reduce friction. So anybody who sews, you know, sometimes your needle can get jammed up. Mm -hmm. we, um, I know Sovereign Youth and I have experienced that more than once. Your needle can get jammed Depension. up. Tension, yeah. Right, and the tension based on like the machine and stuff. And, and, and these parts need to be oiled. So he was actually working, um, he actually discovered the hair straightener by accident. He was working on a polish for the needle for sewing machines. And for some reason, this is why I'm like accident, because for some reason he tested it on a dog and noticed that the hair was straight. So this, you know, then evolved and graduated to GA Morgan's um, hair, hair ref refining company. Right. And he opened it. Um, and this discovery was around like 1905, 1906. And then he opened the hair repair company in the hair refining company in 1913. So this is key because this is also around the time of, of the height of mm -hmm. Madam C.J. While she was mm -hmm. not using braiding chemicals, she was still using the hot comb and 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 um, pomades that had different uh, emulsifiers and other products. To keep and the hair. Right. So, you know, we're already seeing this, 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 this power, this growth, this boom of, you know, here's something to make your hair more acceptable, right? And we know that that has been an issue for years of um, melanin-dominant women who do not have the same hair texture as their European counterparts, trying to, as uh, Aki Lo on our Enlightenment and Transformation show, pointed out as, 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 eloquently put in um, by Chancellor William in the Black, the destruction of Black civilization, the um, battling for integration. Right. And so what that looked like in this beauty hair care industry is the constant harsh practices of straightening the hair and burning it, as you say, into submission in order to be accepted in certain, in different, in certain spaces the workplace, you know, namely the workplace. I don't even know if there was any other, you know, place. And and that's a whole nother discussion. I said whole nother, whole nother discussion as far as when it comes to, you know, being in the workplace and um, the shifting, the purposeful shifting of the black family. We, and I think that that has a lot to do with health and we could probably talk about that later. So um, that is like a brief little bit of history. And so getting into some of like the ingredients, like so most of what his, his main ingredients were alkaline based um, and lye is an alkali. Mm -hmm. Alkalis are used as a base with something. And so, you know, you have acidic products and you have also alkaline products. Um, it's very alkaline or lye specifically is very common in soaps. They can, and alkali can range from very strong to weak. Weakest being baking soda. We use it all mm -hmm. the time. Strongest being key ingredient in drain cleaner, as well as hair mm -hmm. care straighteners. You go ahead. You say, you know what it is. Yeah, you know it's lie. It but you know what? Even, even when we say, if, just to kind of give some perspective, right? So when we say um, as mild as baking soda, right? That's on the mild side of the spectrum. But mm -hmm. look at what baking soda is able to do, particularly when it's combined with other chemicals, right? Like I'll say for the natural women who may also be locked, um, if you haven't done it, which I haven't done it, but if you haven't done it, you've at least watched YouTube videos of 
you know, people cleaning their locks or like detoxing their locks with baking soda and I think vinegar. And so it's mm. like that combination while while the baking soda by itself, you know, is one component, but with the vinegar, it cleans in such a way that it kind of lifts dirt out. Um, I mean, yeah. and then of course we have the, you know, the volcano, like the, the science that project from back in the day, right? Yeah. All right. It's the apple cider vinegar. Exactly. But, but I'll say that that's really strong. And even, and Naya says, you know, the baking soda and ACV rinse, woo child, because the reason I haven't done it is because it'll actually strip your locks too clean, like dry it all the way out. Um, and so that's mild. Right. That, that's just two things. That's just apple cider vinegar and baking soda being mixed together. Um, I'm sure we truly, while we'll get into some of what lie is, there's a lot more than just lie in in relaxers or hair straightening chemicals. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that's that. And, and I mean, I think we all if you've seen the Malcolm X movie. Like I, I feel like that really paints the picture best, right? When, when, yes, when he was Chicago red and he was going to get that good conk. Okay. That was, as you said it, (laughs) because that's what it was. And I know you touched on the, you know, in order to be kind of like employable, right. Or if you had it, but it, but, but that message was given way before then. You know, that message was who was going to be in the house or who was presentable enough to to work um, in the house as if, in proximity as if, the, say it again. I said in proximity to. Exactly. Right. As if, as if there is a better way of being a slave. Like as if there's a, you know, like, like there's a system for who's the, the more dope slave. And so. That in and of itself speaks to like, yeah, maybe you thought that maybe the thinking was I had to have my hair like this to just get a job or to mm-hmm. appear like you like you said, or be in proximity to um, that, which is beautiful, that which is so beautiful and mm-hmm. not even recognizing that the true beauty is us, mm-hmm. period. Right. So, yeah. Right. You know, and I and I think it's it's um the name of the book escapes me, but it talks about you know beauty is decided by the community, not so if your standard of beauty is decided by people who don't even look like you and are nowhere near your phenotype, then why would that be the standard that you hold for right. yourself? That is the standard of beauty for that group of people, which is fine. You know, in, in many different cultures and tribes and, you know, you know, peoples and groups from all around the globe, the standard of beauty is different. And it's all, it's only like in Western culture where it's like the standard of beauty is, is ubiquitously European. Mm-hmm. When that's not the case and should never be the case, right? We should have our own standards of beauty based on what our community groups and cultures are. So, and even the value system, right? right? The value system should determine what beauty is because if we're to acknowledge that beauty really does radiate from the inside out, then if your attitude and your manner of speech is just deplorable, 
and your community makes it clear that beauty comes by way of what you do, right? What you what you are, what you radiate, and not just the makeup that you can put on your face or the, mm-hmm. you know, how straight you can make your hair, um, mm-hmm. or even or even having your hair exposed. You know, like it, like having our heads covered is kind of like a non-issue. Like the whole like it's most beautiful to be natural <laughs> and healthy. <laughs> um, but again, it, that even goes to me back to like, what are your core values? Right? What is the core values? Or or something that I know one of our sisters built, our sister South, sister South, the, South, <laughs> sister South, the Hava, <laughs> sister South, the Hava built on, um, you know, what dictates your culture? Like what is dictating what you do from day to day? Is it conforming? Is it just um, looking like what you see on every TV show and every magazine that's really fleeting anyway? Because even they even show how fake it is. You know, it's not like 20 years ago where you just thought, oh, that's that's real. We know it's fake. They show it. They show before and after. And they make a call book. Right. Right. So it's very deep. Like it's a real, you know, deep rabbit hole for us to explore. And and it makes me go back to the idea of care because part of that is also self-care. So it's like, how much do we not pay attention to the harm? Because what we'll find out, especially like in this conversation, is that this, 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 this is, we, you know, as we go through the timeline, you know, like obviously it moved uh, the the perm or the lie base, uh, and I, I want to make a, a distinction here because I think uh, I don't I don't think it's colloquial, but like in the melanin dominant or Black American community, we do okay. say perm, but a perm or permanent is actually making straight hair curly, and that is what European permanent yeah use to change the texture or curl pattern of their hair. What we use is technically a hair straightener or relaxer because mm-hmm. our hair is already curly. And so it's relaxing the curls. So I want to make sure, like, so sometimes you will hear us go back and forth because we are two melanin dominant women. So you will hear us go back and forth sometimes between, like, perm and relaxer. But we'll try to keep it so it's not confusing. So the hair straightener or relaxer, you know, it evolved when in the 1970s, early 1970s, uh, it, it was purchased. Well, patent purchased by the company that owned Dark and Lovely at the time. And early on, they did know, and, and these were the lye-based um, mm-hmm. uh, products approved by FDA, you know, um, with all sorts of different chemicals in it. And early on, by the late 70s, they realized that it was actually stripping the proteins and breaking down the hair. Right. But people kept using it and they kept it on the shelves. And instead, they introduced, like, no-lie relaxers, which really was just a switching of the chemicals that were just as harsh. Um, You know, maybe they were not lie-based, but they were still, like, one, there were, like, three types, and one was still alkaline-based. And the reason why this is really key, because when it comes to the alkaline versus the acidic, when we, it's, it's really key in, like, your pH balance. So we know, like, hair, skin, and nails, like, the average healthy pH balance for hair um, is about 4.5 to 5.5. These products are at these, these lye-based relaxers with the sodium, so sodium hydroxide, that mm-hmm. is the chemical 
they actually, companies were actually adding in uh, a sodium hydroxide solution content um, of about five to 10% above the pH level. So it was between like 10 and 14. That is an overdose, that's poisoning. We know that anything that, that we take and consume into our bodies has to be done with balance. If it's too little, it's bad. So if you're lacking certain nutrients, electrolytes, whatever it is, it's bad. If you're too acidic, it's bad. You can also be too alkaline. If it's acidic, you literally get burned. It's like a burning of something. But mm -hmm. if it's too much alkaline, it like swells up and practically melts off. Like, you know, so that's what's happening to the hair. And I'm mm -hmm. sure many of you have seen it. Those of you who are, who um, have a history or currently, you know, still using the, the, uh, the other, I guess this would be, no, it's not a colloquialism, uh, creamy crack. You know, if you're using it, you've seen like the hair melt, literally melting off right. because of overdose of alkaline. So this is like, you know, just a brief history. And this information has been out there for a while. Be, um, it's really interesting that, you know, everybody's in an uproar and outrage in 2022. But this data actually um, has been around, maybe not in the same way that it has been, but there have been some researchers um, ringing bells for a very long time. Uh, in the research, I actually found a study where uh, the researcher, and this is 2012, actually wrote, you know, his hypothesis on hair care products may also be causing health disparities. There was no uproar then. This but you know what? The, yeah, but the thing is, and, and not so much a but, I think the sad reality is that I can tell you that your your average dollar store lipstick contains more lead in it than you would want to be rubbing on your lips. And I could continue to tell you that, but you're still going to go and buy your lipstick and rub lead on your lips because everything in society has told you that that's what's going to make you beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it, it's like, it's not even about how long the studies have been around because we Number one, the level of consciousness wasn't even there to acknowledge that there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the fact that I have to put Vaseline on my scalp and then put these chemicals and then set a timer and then go wash them out and use a neutralizer. That alone tells you these chemicals don't just wash out. No, you got to be a, use a special kind of soap just to kind of get them out of your out of your hair and then don't leave them too long because then you have chemical burns now if we consider the fact that we know our skin right our dermis is the largest organ this is it this is where where this is what if something is wrong this is where we see it right we boils pimples um, rashes, everything comes out of the skin. Like whenever, whenever I would say, whenever the imbalance is so great that it's like nowhere else for it, for it to go. Even if you eat something that's off, my face will tell you if I ate sweets, <laughs> like it'll show up right here on my face. Um, those were the signs before the research, but, um, but we didn't pay attention to those signs, right? It was more important to um, to have that to have that 
easy. I would say easy fix. Um, easy fix. And like you said, it, it was called creamy crack because it was very addictive, right? It Many was. are still addicted. It is. Many are still addicted because it's easy. It makes, which it really isn't easier. Um, But that that's the narrative that we were sold for many, 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 many generations. Yeah. But I see the chat, the chat is busy. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Master Medulex says, anytime I hear the word lie, I think of chemical burns on the main character's hand. Yeah. Yeah. Think about like if you would have an actual technician or aesthetician or the beautician put it in, they're well protected. Gloves. Gloves. It looks like they're about to, it's like a scene from a horror movie. Like they're about to chop up something um, with the, you know, everything that they need because most of the things in the beauty salon is like nothing but but bottles and bottles of chemicals. Um, and then, like you said, then you're just applied with the petroleum jelly and then making sure that the neutralizer shampoo is on hand. Like, you know, you have to be a whole chemist for this. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. anything that's like that, I think we all had alarm bells, but you ignore them because you just right. take the short. Right. You know? Right. And Naya says, that reminds me of, this is tiny. I don't know if it's tiny on your screen, but like, it is. It's a little bit. It reminds right, me so that people. Yeah, that people would pat right pat their heads because they had got a touch up and wouldn't want to scratch so that they wouldn't get burned. Yep, so that they wouldn't get scabs from the relaxer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. No joke. No joke. It's mm-hmm. crucial. To consider. I see the consider that the hair is the crown. The yeah. very idea of destroying the crown is very sacred. A very sacred. The very idea of destroying the crown, a very sacred glory. Right. You know, I was reading the research, I thought of that because, you know, um, and so let's like kind of segue into the research a little bit. So most of this, you know, kind of blew up in October 2022 when one of many, I should say one of many different research papers came out that, um, and this was like a summary of one of the papers basically saying that hair relaxers and straighteners may have a link to uterine cancer. And um, this was part of information gathered from a um, prospective cohort study called the sister study. Mm -hmm. So just very, this is public health and filling, we pull in all the elements of that. Um, The sister study was led by NIH, so the National Institutes of Health, specifically the division, um, the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. And this was, from the period of 2003 to 2009, did I get that right? Yeah. 2003 to 2009. So a large prospective cohort study that followed over this period of time, over 50,000 women. Um, One thing that um, I did find, and you let me know, like, because, you know, we have to make sure we read research correctly, was that um, it was overwhelmingly um, non-African-American. I'll say it like that. Because... Out of the women, the non-Hispanic, because we have Hispanic and the non-Hispanic, so non-Hispanic women, um, 91% were white and and less than 10%, so obviously 9% were African American. Mm-hmm. So then you'll find like statements in the study at the conclusion saying like more information is needed, like more studies needed. And so some people will take these things and like, oh, well, it's small numbers and da-da-da-da. That's all you need sometimes. Yes, right. they're saying more 
more is needed but clearly there is a correlation here we will look into this more but we're telling you that there's a correlation so it is irresponsible to say like oh it was just a small amount of women like the fact that it's there and they notice a, a jump from um women who don't use relaxers at all black or white or whatever who don't use relaxers were one percent likely to maybe develop uterine cancer by their 70s and that increased like you know to four percent for women who do use so there is definitely an issue so regardless of like the oh it's just a good no they acknowledge that there there does need to be more study but this is enough information to say something is wrong right and you know i I think, yeah, I know for sure the we were underrepresented in that study, but right. I, but I want to acknowledge that from what I understood, the reason why that would have been the case is the, it was called the sister study because they were studying the sisters or the sibling, right, the female sibling of yes. the, of, of women who. Um, who transitioned as a result of cancer. And so they right. wanted to study those women to see if they can make any kind of, if they can identify any trends or identify any specific predictors um, that, right. their, that their sibling who now transitioned would have had. So when you think about it from that vantage point, um, and, it, and the focus wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think the focus was uterine cancer. I think the focus was, was breast cancer. It was and breast so, cancer. Yeah. And so that explains why the numbers would have been um, not, you know, not so inclusive because our, our numbers of breast cancer, of the rate of breast cancer isn't as great. Um, n- not that it should have been 9%, but, but again, I think that at least if we, if we look at the 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 genesis right of the 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 original focus um that would explain why those numbers were so small oh, but it doesn't right. like you like you pointed out and like many of the the reports say it doesn't invalidate what the concerns were that were raised because if we consider that this was only in that the there was only nine percent melanin dominant potentially nine percent um of the of the women studied were melanin dominant um, yet they were still able to to make such a correlation or to even say, hey, let's put a pin in this. There's something going on here. That speaks volumes. You know, that mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Um, it, it's just the idea of our skin and how much it takes in and pushes out. It, it just... It boggles the mind sometimes when I think about how careless historically we've been with what we put mm-hmm. on and in, you know, in our in and on our bodies, you know, um, especially for uh, for beauty, for beauty, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, especially in the name of thank you. That's a that's a better way of putting it, in the name of beauty. Um, what we will subject ourselves to um, instead of really exploring, like, is is this the only way? Is right. is this the right way? And, and how can it be right when we're burning ourselves? We're burning our babies. Like, I can't even imagine, like, I mean, it, granted, it is 2023. I couldn't imagine putting a relaxer in my, in my daughter's hair. And and knowing, you know, knowing that it's gonna burn her up. But 
We did, you know, so many did, so many did because it was easier, you know, sometimes it it wasn't even about, oh, it's pretty. It's just, it was, it was easier because you know what? I don't have time because I've got to get to work and I've got to pay these bills. It's just me here. And, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, well, why is it just you? Why is there no husband? Why, like, why are you not able to make time to go home? And we don't pull a thread to get to the to the genesis right to get to the the beginning of the thing but instead there's just all of these microwave answers that are put before us and then it's like yeah I'll I'll take that I'll use that I'll take that mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of um really digging deep I mean right now I know this and this might this is off topic but I think it's on topic um the studies that are showing all of the cancer-causing chemicals that are in laundry detergents. Mm-hmm. Like, so what is that? So what you going to do now? Right. right? And, and it's the major that. brands. And it's the major brands. So it's like, well, what are, what are we going to do now? You know, you have options. You, you, could, you, could, you could do something different. But how many of us will do the same thing? Um, because it's just more easily accessible, and cheaper, maybe, maybe. And so we'll just continue. Yeah. So, so there are other examples. Yeah. Yeah. You, I feel like this is going to have to need like two shows. <laughs> you said to a few things that I want to pull a thread on. But before I go, I, and I'm not remembering. Before I go there, I'm going to go to the chat. Master Malik says he was talking about the main character from the movie Fight Club. Yeah, yes. Because yes. they were making the and, bomb, right? Talking about soap. Yes, yes, yes. And then Sarani says, in alignment with your point, if you're eating the skin of a melanin dominant person is overly sensitive. That's Epidermal right. and neural melanin uh, really binds to chemicals and remains in the skin over time. Listen, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my tobacco hat real quick because when you when you said the word bind, it was another like thread. And I was like, yeah, like even when you think of, and this is about chemicals, like when you think of the chemical compound of nicotine, like yes, it's a derivative of a plant, but it binds to melanin. More easily than people, people with melanin, more melanin dominant people more easily than people who are non-melanin dominant or melanin recessive. So like that point of like melanin skin being more um, susceptible is absolutely true. Um, what else? She says, and Matt, oh, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. The, the chat is moving. Uh, she says, Dr. Africa and Fu Kiao. I really don't usually do names horribly like that, but that one is is throwing me for a loop. Speak heavily on the way chemicals and toxins bind to melanin dominant cells. Right. Um, says, that reminds me of a few times I did use a relaxer. I would always burn and and I felt it through my whole body until I washed it out. Yeah, this is radiant. It's right at the top, like where the brain is. You know, this is the skin is sensitive. Like. Think of, it made me even think like, you know, where we put more chemicals because not only, you know, do these studies, like I said, many, more than, a, more than several, 10 times more than several studies or came out of this one study, like different things that they found in the data and in the research that they were able to pull on. And it talks about not just the hair straighteners, but hair, uh, hair products and beauty products in general sometimes. And I'm thinking like uh, when it comes to some things like soap and, and we said like most soap has lye in it. Right. And if you look out, you look, you know, on the back, it has things like parabens and phthalates and things like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times like um, 
these are what they call exogenous hormones. And so they, they are, they're hormone altering and hormone affecting right. chemicals that they're putting in the products. And a lot of times things like phthalates are hidden under uh, other, you know, where it says like um, perfume or fragrance. So mm -hmm. they don't necessarily spell out what it is. But then we turn around and we, you know, we, we put it on. Like I remember when the natural hair care movement went, you know, went all, you know, just blew up. Everything was about, you know, this, this shampoo or whatever has no parabens in it, but it had a whole lot of other stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and then it makes me think like, even just like the, the soaps and things that we use with these chemicals in it, where do we usually put them? And even think about when we're, you know, when it's, I, I don't know if you've ever heard your parents, but hit the hot spots, right? <laughs> where the hot spots at? The hot spots usually contain some of the most sensitive and thin skinned areas, right? And what's under the arms? All sorts yeah. of like the lymphatic, and, yeah, yeah, right? and mammary glands, which lead right into right, right, bleeding yeah. mm -hmm. right into. It. So what happens? Like yep. this is very sensitive. You're, like so, then what's happening when the, these things are absorbed? You know, and even like when we think of poisoning, you know, poisoning. There's four ways to poison. Like you can ingest it, absorb mm -hmm. it, inject it, or inhale it. We how and when you talk about like the chemicals and the carcinogenic chemicals that are in everything that we use, we are getting overdosed. As I said before, right. anything unbalanced, you know, proportion or amount can be poisonous or bad for us. Mm -hmm. So how these are we getting in? We're ODing. We're literally ODing mm -hmm. on a lot of these. And you know what's interesting? We're being allowed to OD. There, mm -hmm. it, it, I mean. This can be, there can be a substantial study done. And I would even venture to say in five or 10 years, it'll say just like, you know, cigarette smoking. It was like, well, we don't know, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps you get cancer. Yeah. Then it was, well, we don't know if it really causes secondhand cancer. So yes, you can just smoke outside. And then finally, you know, cities like New York says, no, you can't smoke inside. You can't smoke outside. Like you can't smoke in our parks. Um, but it took a lot of pressure and that affected the larger majority, I'll just say. This affects what would be considered the small insignificant minority, unfortunately, right? Melanin dominant woman. Um, that said, even though in, 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 in some systems of thinking the melanin dominant woman is used as as a weapon um but in this instance it's kind of like oh it's it's just those 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 few women um but the but the sad reality is we won't see a surgeon general warning on the box on the side of relaxer boxes right you you it won't see that but the, and that's what i'm getting to like even if it's 20 years from now that ain't gonna happen because it isn't affecting it, it it isn't affecting the masses in the way that smoking cigarettes has right that it finally rose to the level of okay we can't we can't stop them from selling this but at least we can put the warning on the box the same with alcohol at least we can put the warning on the bottle <laughs> mm -hmm. but, and they did put in place to 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 stop yeah. with alcohol okay you can't do it while you're doing this if you serve somebody too much, you can also get in That's trouble. That's right. You have to give free water. I remember when right. 
it was a long time ago. But I remember there was a time when you had to, it's like, hey, that person is inebriated. You don't want to give them water. You, they have to buy the water. They're not even fit to buy. And so I remember when New York put the, like, I, I forgot what it was called, some bartender something, something, where the bars had to, like, there was a lawsuit, if I'm not mistaken. It was like, no, you got to give them water. Like, like, you have to call, you have to stop, like, say, hey, I'm not going to serve you anymore. That that wasn't a thing. That wasn't like a thing where the bartender was held responsible um, for a long time. That wasn't the reality. It's like, look, we we're here to make money. And you're here to get drunk. So go ahead and um, get, let's see how much you can drink and then go out into the community and, and, and hurt yourself or hurt others. Um, right. But in this instance, it's kind of like you're only hurting yourself and it's your choice and we're not even going to warn you, you know? Right. So th- this is like, I feel like, you know, at least one small attempt at ringing that alarm. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Um, you said something earlier when you said we're burning our babies, and I know you were speaking literally about like you know when we put it in our children's hair. But no, it it's also literal in another way because we're burning the insides. The uterus yeah. is the womb, you know, and it's not just you know uterine cancer because some of the lawsuits you know also list fibroids. Some of them also list mm-hmm. you know if you had to have a hysterectomy. There was another study that talked about um, they call it uterine leiomyomata. Um, which is also like benign. It's, it's, it seems like it's similar to fibroids, but benign, like, you know, muscle tissue that has like become like hardened. And so these things can actually have a negative effect, a negative impact on your reproductive health. You know, I'm what, sorry. Did what's you happening? What is happening? What's happening? What is happening? Sovereign, I almost choked. Okay, let's see. She's a rancid coconut. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That my actually sister. makes sense. I think it's worse than a rancid coconut. I, I, <laughs> my chest is hurting right now. I'm sorry. She only allowed us to use coconut oil in skin and hair. And when I smelled like a rancid coconut walking, she didn't care. She knew better. Oh, I oh. mean, listen, I, a rancid oh. coconut walking is better than a chemical burn baby, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have gotten some fresh coconut oil, but, you know, it was the Caribbean and, you know, it is what it is. You got to use it. <laughs> <laughs> it just hurt my heart, a rancid oh. coconut. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be in the books, Rancid Coconut. I think that's going to be that's going to be a recurring, a recurring. And I feel like you know that one you have to almost say with an accent, but I won't. I'll do it behind the scenes. But <laughs> it's just hilarious with an accent. I'm, I'm, I know it. I can hear it in my head. <laughs> yeah, the effects are hidden in the rapid increase of wound health yeah. issues that we see increasing today. Right. So like going back to like burning our babies, we are, our eggs are in our ovaries. They travel to the uterus. It's not just uterine cancer, you know, ovarian cancer is a real thing and also has like a connection to, you know, some of the beauty products or hair care products, you know, uh, the detergent, the cleaners, all of that, that we're right. using. And right. so um, we, we literally are burning babies. Literally. Right. Yeah. 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 
That's that true. Way. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Coconut oil in a hot sun does go rancid. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was the Caribbean. No, I I realize right. why. Like it goes bad quickly, but you know. I don't, you but know. you know, but like like a rancid coconut is better than it's it's okay. better. It's better yeah, than you know chemical. Smell of, the smell of those things weren't weren't the best either. No, it, it was horrible. It was horrible. But then remember, then you get the deep conditioner and the fragrances to cover over the chemical smell, okay. right? So you just, right, there you go, there you go. But you know what? It's like, while we can make it light, it, it to me, I know whenever we, like you created this platform, right? And, 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 and we moved with the mission and vision that you've like, you know, fostered here. But this is really about education and empowerment, right? It's important that we share this is addictive. The narrative is longstanding. It is fantastic that nowadays, you know, states are um, putting laws and passing bills that say, you know, you can't discriminate based on the, the styles of, of a person's hair. Like you can't say uh, your student can't go to school because they have locks or they're unkempt. And so I'm going to cut them. Or, or militant. Right. And so it's like your your puffs, you, that's not professional. That's not a professional. Your natural hairstyles are not professional. So at least we're, that's being combated. So there are more opportunities. Plus, I mean, I will say be careful, though, because there are a myriad of natural hair care products on the market that you can't yeah. pronounce one natural name. You can pronounce the names on the front that they list. They'll say coconut oil and it will not say rancid coconut oil. It'll say proper coconut oil, right? (laughs) Fresh. But when you look on the back, the coconut oil is like the 85th ingredient. Right. Even when you see. Right. And two vowels. Right. Right. So you still have to really like research and study and um i remember uh chief yuya chief jagna of honor life global ministry talking about going down the aisles with his daughter to look at products and compare ingredients i think he shared that on um in the chat on the segment recently and it it was like to educate her right um about this is the look at what's in these products and let's see how we can make them ourselves. So being able to do that, especially now, because between the Googles and YouTube, like you can find anything. So mm-hmm. it, like you can you can choose to make your own, be empowered to mix your take that coconut oil, refrigerate it, uh, mix it and make it nice and use it for your skin, use it in your hair and, and, and do it that way. Um, yes. I remember the pink hairspray. Come on, come on. That pink baby. Do you remember the pink, the pink lotion? That pink thick. lotion. Girl, that stuff was so, that gave me waves for days. Like I had mega waves with that pink between that and, um, the stuff that used to eat away my fingernails. Um, jam. And I knew jam was a problem because it used to erode 
the the sheen off what do you call it the poly whatever keeps the glasses shiny it, 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 and that's Listen, what i knew and it would eat my fingernail polish and i said okay this can't be good for my hair because it eats away my fingernail polish and it also used to um on my steering wheel the steering wheel of my car at that time was leather and it used to like erode the leather and i i'm like this right I know, like, um because pink wasn't the only one just all the like the different oil sheens i ruined so many pairs of lenses and my glasses and they and they were not cheap when i was younger not realizing like that that film it was eating away at the prescription oh shoot I didn't wear glasses when I was younger. I refused. Won't come off. She's like, just wipe it. I'm like, no, it's like you you can touch it. It literally was like a film. Film. Wow. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a long history as we kind of go down memory lane of all of these toxic products. A long history of unnatural hair uncared for right like our hair was not cared for and um i know i think it was in my 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 linkedin link sharing the post for tonight um you know i touched on you know physical health is mental health like how we what how what we're doing has to balance out on both sides so if if what we're putting on us is causing us some level of physical ailment um, it creates an imbalance. It creates an imbalance. And and even if that imbalance is the narrative, the dialogue that we're having with ourselves, the the lack of love that we may we may even see when we look at ourselves in the mirror, um, it that erodes our our ability to say, I am mentally healthy, I am mentally well. Um mm-hmm. Because, I mean, let's think about it. How well are we if we're putting chemicals that we know, at least right now, mm-hmm. have the potential to cause cancer? Cancer. So much damage. You know it burns. Right. Damage. You know it don't last long, right? You know, you know, it, you know that your hair has, your ends have to be clipped because it's, it's eating your hair away. It is. It causes baldness. Like, that's a given. Um, but then again, so do the wigs. Yeah. Right? Like how many, how many edgeless women, like just, it's like, at some point you've got to say, okay, enough. Mm-hmm. Like enough with the glues. Lace through the wigs as well. They soak them in different chemicals sometimes, you know, when, they, so when there's this really? virgin bundles and da, 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 even if it is, you know, virgin bundles they're going through a process if you've ever is that watched- what virgin bundles i don't i knew i know nothing about so, i shouldn't even know this but it's it's supposed to be like it has not been treated it's not has not had any chemicals in it and it's you know you know virgin hair it's a lie if you've ever seen the hair um and, and they document. I think Christmas I've seen those. I've seen those. Like I don't think you the, want the, the light hair. Where they get the hair from, and some of the places where they process the hair and separate it, the hair comes in duck teeth. I'm gonna put an accent on that. The right. hair comes in duck teeth. 
and then they do all these. It's dutty. There's no way it has not been treated. If it's washed, then the shampoo and whatever they're washing it definitely has chemicals. There's no such thing as virgin hair. No such mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Put on it, even if it's just shampoo and conditioner or whatever. Something with chemicals is going in it, and then that physically goes onto your head, and not even to mention the spiritual component. You know right. what? What, what was the energy of that person who laid their hair at whatever altar it came from, from a culture that is not yours? You know, it belongs to someone else. So then now what are you absorbing? Right. Like spiritual you know, hidden. Right. Under right. The, the chat is moving away again. Let's see what's happening. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. Which That's, one are you on? The chemicals <laughs> smell horrible, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I just saw it moving, so I'm trying to even catch where I was. Peace, Lugal. Peace, Chief Yuya. Thank you for the chemicals smell horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw it moving. It looks like they were talking about pink the lotion, pink the spray. Lotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think um, Sovereign East was sharing something about coconut. But okay, coconut oil. She did. She said oh, okay. we coconut oil now back then the coconut oil was made through traditional boiling methods right university yes youtube university i'm a student of youtube university (laughs) um greetings akuya visa thank you for joining us says um the synthetic hair always burned my hair until i put it in boiling water so this Right, because this is the thing. This it's some of it. It's soaked in alkaline, and so like you know, when you're putting it on your hair, like directly on your hair, that's like being absorbed into the skin, into the oh, scalp. Wow. You know, um, it's just the chemicals. And when you and I've done that too. The, you know, when I learned that, you know, they they said soak it off, and you the water changes color. You can. See but think the, about the. But think why? about the mentality. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. discover the fake hair. Or may, I mean, whether it was synthetic or human hair, the hair that was not yours is doused in chemicals. And you're just like, all right, I'll just boil them off and then I'll use them. It's kind of, it's like. Right. So the, again, going, come back on. The, going back to the definition of care, you right. know, and we're talking about, you know, the lawsuits that are really, really prevalent, prevalent and it's this 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 blaming right but then where is the personal responsibility also you know so i'm not saying that you know these companies should pay for what they did because they absolutely knew at the same time at at some point the information did come out and even though you know everybody's not going to read a study but you know there are some people who will you and i for example you know there and read and then and present that information to the masses and then how many are going to listen so for those who are not listening and then again, it becomes something that's passed down. The addiction is passed down. Whatever the physical ramifications and consequences of it are passed down. You know, even prenatal, they found some of that. You know, for for breast cancer, like some of the, some of the um, issues that we're seeing today. So it's like generational curses. So it goes back to the idea of care, like that serious attention or consideration applied when doing something correctly to avoid damage or risk. So it's it's not care because you're continuing to do it even though you know it's right. bad. Yeah, it's and care. and I think that that connects exactly with uh, what 
with what Aquia Bisa just, you know, stated in the chat. It's like eventually she stopped because of the chemicals, the weight and the pulling of her hair. But but it goes back to do you need not have hair to realize that what you're doing to it is no good? Like it's like and I and I'm saying that to stress how how much I'm recognizing that this is more mental than anything else. It's like the narrative is, whatever the narrative is, it's so strong that it's like, I will destroy myself and put somebody else's something onto my head. Then it, then, then it is, I will invest into preserving what I have. And when you really think about that, it's like, is that a level of self-hatred? Like, is that, you know, like, where does that come from? What is, and I, and that's a whole different type of dialogue, right? Um, that, that we probably won't have here, but it just, it's actually, it makes me sad to really think about it because I know we've, we've touched on the, the makeup piece and, and yes, there are lots of chemicals, um, but I guess the, the other side of the makeup thing is that it doesn't burn your face off, right? So it's not like, I mean, yes, it I don't know, does it? Does it? <laughs> I don't know, girl. It's a slow burn. <laughs> See, and I'm such a, like, I, I was you just always like, I'm not, I'm not with it. Like, give me a little bit of eyeliner, a little bit of lipstick. But other than that, I was just like, I'm good. Because I'm... you so what's happening is being baked into your skin. So it's, it's a slow burn. It may not be something that you feel immediately like a chemical burn from a hair straightener. Right. But it is because the thing, the, the, the ingredients in there are definitely, uh, there are definitely some carcinogenic ingredients in certain right. makeup brands. Right. So, yeah. Feel like a burn um because even and, and, be, and i'll say this because when you have to get even moving forward to like when when there is a diagnosis of cancer unfortunately what mm-hmm. therapy it is a chemical yeah and it literally and that was also something found on accident um during you know war and and it literally is burning up you know the healthy some of the healthy to get the to the to get to the un- the mutant so stuff. It's, yeah. it's, right. So it's this constant burning up of youth. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's just like I know we're describing it in, in with really sh- extreme examples, but it's at least to give you pause, like to consider um, what it is you're doing and what you which what you want to carry forward versus and some, it, you know some I'll, things you. Huh? Take personal responsibility and did. And did. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I, I, I didn't relax my hair a lot. Um, yeah, my mom, yeah, no, my, my mom, she would always say, like, you don't need that. You don't need that. And I'm like, but everybody has it. I want it. Like, I, yeah. I think I do. And but yeah. I, I was just like, all right. I think it was like every six months or something, something like that. I'm like, well, if it's every six months, just forget it. Um, that was me when I was still in the household. There, there, there was, I think I was a senior by the time I was allowed to perm my hair. Um, and it changed it drastically. But most of the the constant and repetitive was actually after um, moving out of the home. So that, again, that's a whole mm-hmm. other topic. Right. Going like, you know, right. when you move 
covering of your home and the guidance of parents. You just go buck wild, right? You go wild, you go wild, you know? Right. So we have a, a, a question yeah. from Chief Yuya. How is the artificial hair wearing that you're speaking of any different from wearing wool socks and sweaters, leather coats, or even unnecessarily consuming the flesh of other beings? Mm. Hmm. A good question. I, um, I wonder if that would if well, I guess if we if 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 it's based on it that example of like the consciousness of that thing or like the cleanliness or the chemicals that are applied. Um, mm-hmm. th- it may not be very different. Um, but b- aside from the flesh, um, there aren't, we don't, there aren't, at least I don't know of like um, direct negative outcomes. Like, I think that would be the the difference. Like, I think when you think about the braiding, whether it's the technique combined with the chemicals, like there's an immediate reaction as far as the rash and also the damage to the hair. Um, and you may get itchy from a wool sweater. I think back in the days that was an actual thing, but I would say that that's the only difference that I could think of. But of course with the, with ingesting flesh, even that has direct negative, you know, negative implications. Right. And, and, but I guess that, I think that would, that would also be like the more, the, spiritual and then I think that if we go even to more of the physical and practical when it comes to the chemicals and the things that the animals are fed right, right? Mm-hmm. so when, what are they feeding sheep you know then they actually and because it, it grows from their skin so what are they feeding the sheep that creates the wool that becomes something other than what it naturally should be just like you know when it comes to antibiotics so much, so many antibiotics are fed to animals that we ingest, or I no longer eat meat, but did ingest. And for those of you who still eat that, that you ingest, um, you also then build up a resistance to certain antibiotics. So you're actually taking that in. So, like in a sense, I guess it would not be very different, you know, because mm-hmm. it's still breaking down from the inside right. out. Yeah, no, I definitely agree um, that there are negative outcomes associated with consuming flesh. So I was like carving that one out, but I I was considering the socks and the sweater. Um, And yes, I guess the leather sofa is harmful to the cows. Right. All right. All right. Okay. (laughs) Even snakes with Japanese pigskin. Okay. How the skin is processed. Oh. oh. So even thinking about Dang. the process, so we talked about like, you know, how they process the hair. So would it, it would still be harmful. Like, because what about the, the actual animal that is giving up, you know, a piece of themselves so that we can take, right? Right. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's that piece as well. Uh, or oh, we're looking at wearing versus eating animals missed it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I think if I were the cow, you know, I would not Okay. Um, weeks and weeks I used to keep hair protected, but a person, yeah. 
I mean, using weaves and wigs, they're not even always to just protect the hair, right? Because in so many instances, they actually damage the hair. Yeah. A lot of damage. So I think even that's like, I mean, yes, there are some sisters, some, some women, females that will, you know, show, oh, this is what I have under my wig. And they have, you know, a substantial amount of hair, more hair than they have in their wig. And so in those instances, maybe it's for versatility or, and I guess protective styling, but the technique that they're employing clearly has to be different than the many, many women, I don't even want to quantify it um, incorrectly, that have completely, you know, suffered from hair loss as a result of that. But I think the not, like the ill, like the, just how not good it is, is still the same. It's still the right. same, whether it is the eating of flesh or having the the leather couch. Yeah. It's the old <laughs> or the sneakers. Yeah. It's ODing. It's we're doing it. We're, it's inside and outside. It's just everywhere. Consuming consuming in all spaces. Um, she guesses, but to mention the cancer causing chemicals that are released in the fumes of leather furniture, flame yeah. retardant clothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And even what we clean the clothing with, and then we put them on our bodies, all sorts of. Right. Yeah. And what is it called? Off-gassing? Like whenever you, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. I can understand those who use wigs when they lose their hair due to. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's different. Um, I'm still not hearing a clear distinction while one is condemnable with the other isn't. I don't think that we were saying that they're not. I think they're both. Um, so I think that if that is your culture, right, then it would be condemnable. But it is not your culture to to not eat flesh, right, or not use, then you, you may think that it's not condemnable. But I think for us, you know, and the culture and community that we're in and what we follow, it would be condemnable. It is. So I'm not condemning the listener, but I am saying that that's not what we do. That's not what I do. That's not what Ikir Ida does. Like, that's not what we do. So there is no consuming of yeah. flesh, you know, for us that would be condemnable. And um, I wouldn't even think, I, I mean, I don't even know that well, I don't, I don't know that I would condemn anyone or anything. I think that, you know, it's just about sharing, giving information so that you can make an informed decision and saying, hey, if this thing is causing potentially cancer or if this thing is, and yes, and, and I, and I, you make a really, you, that's like, I accept. We hadn't even, it was very narrow narrow perspective, right? Because there there are gases and fumes and chemicals. I mean, my gosh, if you do wear nail polish, like nail polish remover and acetone, and that's a whole thing. And, and you know, nails and nail polish even. Um, mm-hmm. The list goes on and on, even cleaning products as well. Um, but I guess for the purpose of this discussion, like the focus was on relaxers and, and the, I wouldn't say condemning, but Giving giving information so that you can make an informed decision or explore alternatives um, mm-hmm. because 
the preponderance of evidence is supporting that, even if it doesn't cause cancer, you know, it causes a lot of damage. And so it's something to consider if you're, you know, whether it's worth doing or not. But it's kind of like the Surgeon General side of the box says what it says. And it's been saying that since I want to say the early 80s. And I'll say my my father still smokes his cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, and what? <laughs> I've been doing this since I was 12 and, um, you know, and I'm still here. <laughs> and that's that. So the, I guess there are those who will be, you know, in the store buying the relaxers and mm-hmm. I'm not condemning them. Just wanting to share the infinite information. Right. But you know what? I think that, you know, what she brings up is a good point. And I think you, you mentioned something earlier. It would be right. Because if we're being told this may be linked to that. And in some cases we've seen that there's a high probability that this is linked to that. So maybe you should condemn it and not just the hair relaxers, but how many studies and reports do we get about like, you know, meat and food um, um, and the chemicals in the, the everyday products that we use, the chemicals used on furniture. Like we, we get everything. We do have this information and it is saying like, we need to condemn these things. This is what you have advocates for. They're condemning these practices. Mm-hmm. So I, we, we have the information to say like, hey, like this is happening. So maybe we do want to kind of move to that that side. But again, like you said, there are going to be those people that are like, well, it ain't killed me yet. Well, can't say you weren't told. Right. Okay. So then, and, and I just want to make a correction. I It's not acetone. It's acetone. So okay, I right. pronounced I knew what you meant. Acetone. You, you know, I then I feel very immature saying Anyway, anyway, let me let me not be silly. Okay. <laughs> um, she says, but culture evolves, so we're only talking about a new. I thought this was a discussion. It is a discussion for general consumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why it's really just about educating, right? Um, and sharing the information. And yeah, I mean, we speak our culture. We we be our culture, right? We reflect that in in everything in every segment. Um, but ultimately, yeah, our culture is great. Um, but it's also about acknowledging, hey, consider what you're doing. Like be, be an informed consumer, um, whether we're talking about practices around uh, healthcare disparities and selecting your physician or going to an appointment and, you know, getting that really scary news and, and what you should do offering the, the the instruction and the guidance that would be helpful. Um, and so I guess that's why I kind of backed away from condemnation and just like a, a lot of what I feel like we covered were, were the obvious things like mm-hmm. consider the, the imbalance when I guess with the makeup, when you're burning your face off, you know what I, I have used like cleaning products, actually, now that I think about it, that have left my face like so chafed. And I'm like, what happened? It's like, oh my gosh, what kind of face soap was that? And then they were really expensive. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this stuff burnt my my skin off my face. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, whether it's that or the chemicals we use in, in our hair or 
the foods we eat or the products we buy. Um, yeah. We should be more, yeah. more conscious. And honestly, the, the idea of, of less being more like getting back to, and so many have, right. Getting back to growing their own food and farming, farming and, and catching their own mm-hmm. catch fish and your farm, you know, keeping your farm animals. If you're into meat, <clears throat> considering doing those things, and the same yeah. would go for how you maintain your hair and skin and, and your your physical, your internal yeah. and external physical body. Yeah. And you know what? And I would say, like, moving back to a more simple space, but because we've, we've been in this in industrial era, you know, we've moved through that, and this industry is a, is, is a reality, right? We're even having to think about, like, what soil? is used to plant, you know, and the water, which we'll, you know, we'll definitely get into, you know, the issue of water um, because it's becoming more and more scarce, right? Fresh water and how that happened. Um, look at what happened at the height of um, COVID-19. You know, you couldn't get toilet paper too, but you couldn't get toilet paper or water <laughs> in a lot of different places, you know, and to the point where I remember going into the stores where they would limit the amount of water oh, yeah. purchased, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh, like all of these things are actually related. Um, a queer as you mentioned, the process maybe a more humane process when killing the animal for its fur or skin. Um, or just not. Like. <laughs> um, and then Chiquita says, do you need the animal for its fur? <laughs> just use it because it becomes um it comes from the hunter conqueror tradition of the dominant races right 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 because we're not walking around we're not even keeping ourselves warm Uh uh-oh did she freeze Uh uh-oh i think she's frozen all right so i'm here was i frozen oh oh you were frozen on the screen okay oh Oh, okay (laughs) No, it's lagging a little. It looks a little weird. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Maybe it's on my end, though. Maybe it's good for everyone else. Um, yeah, it, it's it's right because we don't. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely it's definitely more in line with just we're higher on the food chain and we do it because we can, right? Because the reality is, even those things aren't really good for us. And we're not doing that much with the skin. It, and it's actually sad, right? Because the I, I don't know much about this, but I, I almost think I know for sure. The animals that are used for their flesh, like the skin and the feathers or fur, that's not used. So it's like a whole different, I mean, if like if it's a cow. Huh? It is used. In some cases, it is used. They grind it all up. Oh, no. I don't mean for the food. No, no, no. Don't talk about that part. Yeah, it's used, but I'm saying... No, I'm... Hot dogs. (laughs) Chicken wieners. I'm saying they don't even... (laughs) Sometimes they make it into a meat and bone meal and they feed it back to the animals. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What I'm saying is you would think, and maybe I'm being a little too pragmatic here. You would think if you take a cow, right, you're going to use the skin for some leather sneakers. 
You're going to use the meat for, I don't know, whatever you're cooking up, right? To fill up your freezer. But that's not what happens. That's all I'm saying. Like the skin is thrown away if it's a cow that's just for the market. Um, so it's not even done in, a, in, a, in an economical way. That was, I don't know, I'm trying to make sense of something that's like not a good industry to begin with. Um, hmm. Making hamburgers? No. <laughs> Sorry. It's late. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what time is it? It's not Okay. <laughs> no hamburger. No hamburger. And then you say that and I think of hamburger and then that can be a whole nother visual. Listen, this was so much fun. I'm so glad we're back. You know, season three. Can you believe that this is the third season of True Love Live? Like, and I meant to say, like, yeah, like, yes, you know, the podcast has been going for three years. And yes, there was this, this vision, but it actually actually was not my idea. This is something that you, you yeah, actually said, here, go do this. And I was like, okay. So, like, you know, go back and see some of the first episodes. <laughs> right. That's how I wound up here. I'm like, hey, right. I hear you the podcast. And the precursor to that was the information sessions and the Masters of Health. And so everything has truly truly evolved so give thanks to you for that direction and instruction because i probably would just still be sitting like making like crazy looking videos in some room of my house <laughs> talking to myself <laughs> like, right 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 <laughs> right and look how you've grown <laughs> right 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh okay there's more yes stock up on water uh, she says, yes, Akui, I bet in our old tradition, we wouldn't just take a cow and chemically condition its skin to make recycling a reclining chair out of it. No, you know, no, we would use, I, I, I imagine, like in the old ways, they would use all the parts and not be, you know, wasteful because it's also about like reciprocity. You know, this this animal, this being has given right. to me that could do is use everything for something so that none goes to waste. Right. Yeah, my cousin does that. He um he lives on the west coast and he has he has a farm. Like and um I know because I've seen pictures, like the cows are skinned and the hides are used for one thing and even the even I'll say the parts, the I don't know what you call them. Like they're different he has different friends that have businesses or a use for all of the parts of the animal. So it nothing goes to waste. And I guess that's what I was thinking of when I'm like, you know, unfortunately, like the whatever industry, they don't do that. Like, it's not like an intentional process. So I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. I just thought of, I'm like, you know what? We ended the season, last season, talking about cows <laughs> running into cows. You <laughs> talk about you. <laughs> You <laughs> and now we're back on it, back in the saddle. No, that's a horse. Never mind. <laughs> it's time to go. Okay, we can. We damage our body with harmful aesthetic practices, but we damage the environment with those practices and yeah. one just aesthetic lifestyle and status symbol. Absolutely. That's true. Um, that's true. And now, now where are we? Where we have over uh, almost sixty different losses going on and many more on the way like I'm not sure about anyone else but I know when I'm 
you know, on social media, you know, trying to, you know, promote the podcast and all the other things that I do on public health, what I, you know, it goes by algorithm. So I'm always getting, you know, like, you know, different law firms that are creating um, class action suits, getting people to sign up. There's literally sign up sheets or sign up websites, you know, encouraging people to sign up so they can get a piece of this, but there's no care you know, involved in that because some of it is like, well, if you had a hysterectomy, you can get this. It's almost like selling people something again. Mm -hmm. So first, you sold you on this perm uh, or right. hair relaxer that was, you know, nothing but a poison, but a slow poison. Now we're going to sell you on this. You know, if you have fibroids or if you have, a, if you had a hysterectomy, you know, you know, you can get this. And it, and it's, it's going, it's digging toward that mentality of poverty. Like I'm going to pull you with the money. Right. But you know what? That may be what needs to happen in order for change to actually mm -hmm. come, for change to follow. Sometimes it is those class action lawsuits that will have that factory closed down. And you know what? Yeah, we're going to have to clean up that swamp that we were telling you was a little late, but it was really um, all of the, the pourings of toxic chemicals. So, mm -hmm. um. I think that, that there could be, you know, could there could be a win there. Um, but then, but I would also agree that it doesn't speak to um, account, one's accountability or ownership because there right. were warning signs. Our heads were literally ablaze. Right. Like, yeah, your scalp was literally on fire and your hair was literally times. being damaged. Like, we yeah. knew it wasn't good, right? <laughs> about it like yes this was a, a nefarious practice as a lot of different industries are when it comes to a capitalistic society yes at the same time there's also something called personal responsibility yeah you know yeah. responsibility for one's two and for one's community you know if these bells are going off and alarm and red flags have been raised how long are you going to ignore them and so now we've reached the point where you can't ignore them and it's like well now i i i want you know somebody to pay for it and they should, because they also knew, but there was some, a little bit of knowledge on both sides. So like, and this is what we're going to do here. It's like, we're not just like, oh, well, this was bad. And you know, everybody should pay, but let's talk about both sides of it. How yeah. often you didn't even need the reports to warn you. The warning was literally on your skin. Red alert. Red alert. <laughs> Run into the house. Because I've had those ones like, just run, run that way for a little bit and come back and then we'll wash it out. Oh, what? shoot. <laughs> what? <laughs> was that neglected? Was that what? neglected? <laughs> Get us some milk. That's just, it was literally one of those. Just bang your head. Oh, my right. God. No. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Oh, that's funny. So, that's funny. I, I think. So um, I definitely would love to like continue this conversation. So if you're yeah. watching this after the fact, you have some comments, if you'd like to, you know, come on, we'll definitely be, you know, work on making space for that and have a deeper conversation. Cause there's more, I think there's definitely a lot more um, and different angles that we can take for this conversation when it talks about, when we're talking about hair care, you know, and just even talking about like the beauty care. And if you would like, you know, to have more information on the beauty, you can visit the Anu Life Global Ministries channel and check out The Womb Room. And The Womb Room is every Saturday uh, evening at 8 p.m. We'll be discussing some of these topics when it comes to 
womb health and femininity. And we have had a discussion on um, beauty. And so it is very closely related to the hair care discussion that we had this evening. So I'll make sure um, all of that, the links and things are put in the description box below. And then make sure you definitely like, like, and subscribe. Give thanks to everyone who showed up and showed out in all the chatter. Give thanks, Akuyadisa. Give thanks, Chihuya, Sarvanit, Naya, Top Tier Speakers, Maximilian and Anu Radio. Um, I'm just going to read off really quick. Uh, I agree. There are so many people who brushed off that perm is harmful. Yeah. And look at all the women who wear mm-hmm. weaves um, and it tore their hair out. Many still do because they don't want their right. bald hair to be. Yeah. I've seen so many videos where I will say these beauticians are like, Magicians. Miracle workers. <laughs> it's like, like miracles. I saw one woman give. I, 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 I'm stuttering. I watched this woman take individual, like she cut like a, a weave ponytail, like kind of fanned it out and took individual hairs and glued them, girl. And then made like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I will say. Innovative. You that's impressive. Not- it's impressive. That's it's impressive. But I was like, wow, that that is something else. That that is something. That's sorcery. That is what, that is sorcery. That that is what that is. Like, you know. I was like, was yeah. that what that is about some other? We're gonna be talking about fashion too. Fashion. Yeah. I think that it's like, well, fashion, how does that really? Oh, it's definitely related. You well, know? what do those tight pants do to you? Absolutely. I and those synthetic, fat, fat, synthetic yeah. underwear and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. They're, they're related. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that too. As uncomfortable as it may get for some, but that's okay. It needs to be said. <laughs> it's a whole art. Exactly. A quick reason is a whole art. I saw somebody make uh at least two thirds of their body disappear with some shapewear today. And I was like <laughs> I was I was speechless. <laughs> I was speechless. Two thirds. <laughs> and then he made two thirds of their body. That's a lot of bodies to me. <laughs> I was like, well I am speechless. Two thirds of the middle part. Oh okay, okay. I'm like, dang, was it like a whole suit? Like, damn, no. that's mean and vicious. Half a suit. So it's like from underneath the breast line to like mid thigh. I was like, wow. Wow. This Instead is- of eating healthy, working out. Yeah. 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 Just like this- yeah, it is called the dark arts. But- yeah, it's witchcraft. Exactly. Yeah. It is. I was like, it my really eyes is. got wide. I was like, is this real? Like, and she even said, she's like, this is, I think even the person doing the video, because, you know, it's one of those influencer things. I think even she said, like, it's some sort of magic. She was like, this is like <laughs> a whole new level of, like, snatchery. I think she called it snatchery. Like, uh, that's yeah. the same thing as sorcery. <laughs> exactly. She knew exactly what she was saying. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Like yeah. she said, it's called the dark arts. It's dark witchcraft. Arts. It oh, is. Exactly. It is. The, 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 Right. And then it made me think, I was like, so what happens when you have to take it off? What do you want to do? It just falls all out. It just, just falls all out. <laughs> someone, 
someone that we both know, I think, described it as <laughs> it rolls out like a red carpet. Oh. <laughs> hey, welcome. Like a red carpet. And I can say from personal experience, it rolls out like a red carpet. Oh, wow. Oh, I mean, because you do kind of have to like roll and tuck it in, right? I think I don't know. Listen, listen. And I want to, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about it because it, it gets into the topic of shaming, body shaming, and the realities of that. Because the truth is, it, and especially when it comes to melanin dominant women, if we're talking about health and wellness being at the forefront, obesity is not a part of that equation. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. We can't we can't be on both sides saying like oh don't shame but then say like obesity is something that we're fighting. This is the truth. And you know what the other thing is, and and I mean we'll get into it, but I'm just thinking about how that impacts your internal organs, like just from a like give us three, give us three. Like your blood will never be the same. Like (laughs) anyway, okay, so we've got a lot coming up this season. It sounds like it's gonna be a fun, fun ride. Yay. I'm excited to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. This was fun. Give thanks for everybody for joining us. Make sure you catch the replay. We're available on most of your um platforms. I can't even talk. Podcast streaming platforms. And this video will be available on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Peace, everyone. See you in two weeks. Peace. Thank you for joining us here at True Health Live. Remember to like, save, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at True Health Live. You can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, you can send an email to truehealthlive at gmail.com. See you next time.